Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Wash Your Hands, where wash your hands is wash your hands, wash your hands. My name is Social Distancing Frank. I'm Scott. Wash your hands, Paul. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Buffalo Bills and maybe next year. And I'm just going to impress upon you, especially my European listeners, wash your fucking hands. Uh, and don't sneeze on people and don't breathe on people if you can help it. And uh, let's all just do our best to um, do that. Sounds like my phone's ringing upstairs. Um, let's just all do our best to, to you know, not create risk for our loved ones and our el- older loved ones and our loved ones that are pregnant with a baby that's coming in, I don't know, 26 days. Uh, anyway. Ish. Ish. Well, it's scheduled for 26 days. So right. cat's out of the bag, guys. I'm, I'm having another kid. It's a girl. She's Yay. supposed to come April 6th. She could come earlier. Um, so that might affect the draft podcast. We'll see. The other thing that might affect the draft podcast, um, Scott moving to Europe uh, basically tomorrow. And, <laughs> and and or if there is a, you know, and I'm only making jokes about it because it's the only way I can deal with it. Uh, if there's a global catastrophe that shuts down. If, the there's, a, if there's a draft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A draft or a draft. Or if there's too much of a draft that's blowing in the cold air and we all get sick. Um, yes. Tell you one guy who's not sick, that Josh Norman, who signed for six million dollars with the Buffalo Bills. But I don't know if that's I don't know if that this is where um, Paul is in his agenda because I'm struggling to pull up the chat. Uh, yeah, yeah, cornerback Josh Norman. I nailed it. The top story. I, I guessed right. right. I did put the Super Bowl as the top story, but that's really kind of an afterthought because what do we remember about the Super Bowl other than I watched it at Scott's house and I used uh, his daughter's unicorn doll as an ottoman? Uh, that was the Patriots lost. Oh wait, they weren't in the Super Bowl. I I will give Scott some dap for his his going away slash Super Bowl party. I was in an iffy mood about going that day. Not apropos of nothing to do with Scott or anything. I just was like, I'm I'm iffy on the Super Bowl. Like, do I really want to commit to like a party? And I went and we had a great time and my daughter had the best time. And so to Scott I say thank you. And it was also of course nice to nice to see uh Paul and his wife. Yes. That and was it was nice. Great to see you guys. Yeah, it was yes. a really good time. So that that's my Super Bowl recap. I had a great the time. Super Bowl, the Super Bowl was an enjoyable game. Did you watch any of it, Frank, after you came home or no? Uh, you know, I um I didn't watch the end of it, but I follow I follow watched it on Twitter, which is a thing. Sure. Yeah. And I definitely had the moment where I was like, I said, oh, I wonder who won the game. And I literally like didn't fast forward to the end of my Twitter feed and was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then and then Kansas City brought it back. And so it was like super exciting (laughs) watching everybody freak out on Twitter. Well, after the fact, I was I was into it. So I was I was one of only three to make it to the end at Scott's house. So I was quite proud of that fact. Yes, you were. Yeah, no, you were. Frank's Frank's story is a story that we could have told 10 years ago and no one would have known. Right. Like what about. gobbledygook are you speaking, Frank? Right. Is what well, say. I went to the interwebs and <laughs> I kept hitting refresh on the game. On on the game. <laughs> on the, so you've heard the, of Al Gore, right? Well, right, let me yeah. start there. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you another guy who's heard of Al Gore is that Josh Norman, who's going <laughs> to be a Buffalo Bills cornerback for $6 million. Um, one year, $6 million. It could go to eight, provided there are incentives. But it sounds like if he gets the eight, then we'll all be happy because, you know, he'll have done a really good job um so that's cool uh i, I how, how do i want to talk about this 
Uh, okay, you know what? I don't want to give any Josh Norman thoughts other than he spent a long time in Carolina and he knows the coach, and so that's cool. Um, and that seems to be the only two things that require you. You, you really need to be required at this point to be. Uh, definitely, it seems like it's a big it's a big uh, thing in your favor if you if the coach knows you uh, and 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 whatnot. So that's good. Do you? I, I want to. I think I want to save what I'm thinking about the about it. So why don't why don't you go first, Scott? Okay, okay. We'll just we'll just avoid that, and then we'll come back to it later. Um, yeah. No, I mean I'm increasingly concerned that that is the only thing that requires one to be on the Bills. Like Josh Norman, I was reading like in Washington, they were signing street free agents and putting them in the games in front of putting Josh Norman on the field. Yes. Like I understand like they were like you can you can wear out your welcome in a town and you can not be. You know, it, you know, the philosophies don't match up, change of scenery. Like we've we've seen that happen and, and things have worked out for the best. And there have been guys on the Bills who've done that. And that's been something that the Bills have been very good at is is finding those guys who have not really, you know, been the, the, the scrap heap guys, guys who felt like they were disrespected for one reason or another and been able to right. get good work, good stuff out of them. But I just feel like this is maybe a bridge too far for me. I mean, he had one Pro Bowl season functionally like that's he had one pretty good season carolina went to the super bowl he cashed in with this huge deal and he never really lived up to it and i feel like i feel like is six million dollars a lot you know with a 200 million dollar cap maybe not um you're gonna have to spend the money somewhere i i guess i'm i'm not terribly opposed to it but i'm not thrilled by it either that's a not a great podcast take so i will say (laughs) i'm 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 uh, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in favor. Uh, I, I it would be one thing if this was like a guy who McDermott had no connection to, and they found him for six million, and it was like a a Pro Bowler from four years ago, but who didn't play well as last team. That would be one thing. But this just very much feels like they're only trying it because it's Josh Norman, and so that I'm I'm gonna land on against. I'm gonna land on against this deal. Yeah, I, I'm going to just for the money, and that's very. Odd for me, because one thing I remember, uh, I think it was a baseball GM who said something like there's no bad thing, such bad thing as a one year contract. And I would generally agree with that, because worst case scenario, the guy doesn't work out and you're done with him after a year and you're taking a a flyer. But, you know, we'll talk a little later about some of the other roster moves this week. But they also uh, I mean, they spent 10 million dollars this week on Josh Norman and Spencer Long. I feel like there are better ways to prioritize your spend. I get that you have a bunch but I think the the look at the very best case scenario here is that Josh proves to be a good fit in the zone defense that McDermott runs versus the man to man he was forced to play in Washington. Maybe he plays a Kevin Johnson role where uh, as Levi Wallace develops, he can be on the field half the time. But at best, really, I think this is probably number three cornerback. You're paying probably. Uh, more than 20 times, I'm sure, or well, more than 12 times, I'm sure, what you're paying Levi Wallace, who's probably, I would guess, going to win that role unless they draft someone or, or pick up a surprise free agent. So I'm not vehemently against the signing. Certainly, it's like I said, it's a one-year deal. It's competition. That is never a bad thing. But it's one of those, where, eh, you know, I if that's the difference between if you could put that money elsewhere, I don't think you needed to sign him for six million. I think you could have gotten him for less, but I'm not a GM. And you know what? If he starts 16 games and plays well, and you know the Bills have the best pass defense in the league, I will uh, I'll get off my high horse. Um, 
I, I will miss his ads on the Metro. I do want to say that. You, you did say that on Twitter, too. I saw yes. you uh, were, yeah. were pinging people on Twitter with that one. Um, uh, at MNY Bills. So there you go. Uh, I can't decide if he's this year's Anquan Bolden or if he's this year's Chris Ivory or Frank Gore. I think it's clear that the or other Vonte. maybe he'll retire after the first quarter. Yeah, I want to I want to hope that he's he's not Vontae. I, I didn't want to put that on him, but he, that was in the back of my mind, too. Um, is he going to put be... that evil on him, Frank? Hey, don't you put that Ricky Bobby. Um, I didn't like he could be, you know, and I know pro football focus was like he's terrible. And, you know, and I think he was like 140th out of 145 cornerbacks that they graded or something and so obviously like there's a the best chance is that his his best years are behind him there's another chance though that like he's just there as the veteran in the room which they've made very clear they like to have veterans in every room at a probably a, a price that won't hurt anybody but also a price that is a bit much um that they can then put guys like you know trey white in there and levi and maybe levi wallace learns from him about stuff and, and obviously they, they they think highly of him so i can't tell if he's that veteran or if he's the guy that's going to be like i want to play and if i'm not going to play if, the, if if it gets to the end of training camp and he's like i don't you know maybe, maybe he walks away or if he finds out the team's going to cut him my my understanding is that it's a pretty team-friendly deal too that like if he doesn't um perform well and they cut him before like the season starts, they're not really on the hook for very much of this $6 million anyway. So, you know, to me, it it lands on a, um, it's a a bit of a false flag, right? In that, you know, everybody, I think when you're thinking about free agents is thinking about the offense and what the offense needs to do to get better. But I think that, so I think like if this is like the fourth or fifth free agent signing, everyone would be like, okay, but at least they had fixed the, the wide receiver position, you know? And so as long as they still do that, which I'm, I'm confident that they will, or they'll, they'll, they'll do their best to address it. Um, then I'm okay with this, you know? And I think the other thing is, you know, on that side of the football, they've been really good. They've been consistently really good. And so maybe, maybe the team has earned a little bit of the, the old, uh, trust factor, on the defensive side of the football in that, you know, they can, that, that it's a, it's a project worth working on for, for them. That's, that's kind of my take on the, on the Josh Norman thing. And, uh, I'll forgive anybody for having a bad season in Washington because it's a terrible place to play football, except for the DC defenders or whatever they are. And, and the former, (laughs) that's correct. Former Washington Valor, right? Them too. They were pretty good too. Um, they also spent six million dollars, as you said, or sorry, a four million dollars on offensive line, uh, offensive lineman Spencer Long. Um, Long, of course, a part of the patchwork offensive line of recent times, and so they exercised his option, thinking, well, they can't get Spencer Long for less than four million dollars or replace him. So, what are your thoughts on that? Let's start with Paul. Yeah, I think this is uh, it's funny. I, I made fun of the money earlier, and I think that's a lot for a guy who what played a significant role in three games this year, one of which was the season finale against the Jets. And then I remember that the Bengals signed John Miller to, I believe, a $5 million a year contract or something like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is just kind of what the going rate is for guys who can bring good depth in your interior line. They probably figured 
he's in the system. Heck, maybe they're not even thinking he makes the roster. I think if they cut him, they're on the hook for about a million and a half of that, which would have been more than the 500,000 if they hadn't exercised his option. But yeah, I'm, I'm okay with this, especially with Quentin Spain about to hit free agency. If you're unsure whether you're going to move Cody Ford inside or not, uh, you know, do you, uh, do you keep John Feliciano at the same position? There's talk moving him to the other side of the line. So I'm, I'm cool with this provided it doesn't mean, yeah, we're exercising this anticipating he will become a starter. I hope he gets to compete for a spot, but I hope after the draft and free agency, he's just merely, uh, you know, we're competing with other linemen for a depth spot. And yeah, I guess Foreman is going right for a depth lineman. And you know what? I'm, I, I have accepted that. Yeah, it seems like a lot, but again, with the $200 million cap, that's, let's see, that's 2% of yeah. 2% of your overall cap. So I don't know. I mean, it's on some level, yeah, you're going to have some rookies filling out the bottom of that. Um, and you're going to have, obviously, your overpriced, high-priced guys. Like, it just, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're going to have a depth lineman, you'd rather overplay slightly for the one that you already have, who knows the system, presumably, and the other linemen, rather than a, you know, a guy who you really don't know if they're going to do better at. Um, so I'm not terribly opposed. But we'll see, because that logic doesn't appear to be holding for Spain who's by far the better player and uh, would play many more games for us and probably has a bigger market waiting for him. So it seems, seems like an odd choice for Mon, but whatever. Well, better the Spencer you know than the long you don't, I guess, right? That's the old, that's how that saying goes. That's exactly positive. Yeah. 100% that's the saying. Um, the the uh, e, What's in the RFA? The, the Urfas. I was ready for it because you ask every year. Exclusive the, rights free exclusive agent. Exclusive rights. I, I was like rights free agency. I couldn't think of what the E you was. Know, if we didn't have such a limited window on Skype, I wanted to spell it out, but I'm like, ah, everything fits so nicely here in one column and it's gonna screw it up if I write out it's, exclusive rights. It's okay. That's but that's why I can ask you. Yeah. Um so Levi Wallace and Robert Foster re signed um to I assume team friendly. I didn't know that this yeah, had they, happened. I don't think they, they announced what the amount is for when they sign these deals. At least I didn't see the amount. Maybe Scott did, but I think it's, you're looking at a salary. that's going to be somewhere under $510,000. Uh, so yeah, definitely team friendly in both these players cases. Um, or both these the, in the team's cases for both these players. Probably a bit of a no brainer for these two guys too. I'm sorry, by the way, 660. My bad. Okay. I was going to say probably a bit of a no brainer for these two guys because, you know, they, they aren't really capable of negotiating with anyone else. And so if you find that they're going to have some or any value, you pretty much just, you know, pay the little tax and you and you go forward. Um, any different thoughts about that or? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in just because I was thinking about them. But, yeah, obviously, Wallace is a guy who is. A starter the second half of his first season rotated that spot a bit the second season and you hope he kind of comes along like Matt Milano when he would rotate with Ramon Humber at the linebacker spot and that you know hey we're going to bring you along until you're ready and then you're going to be this great player uh, and I hope that's what happens to him his third yeah. year and if not at 660,000 for a guy who's got you know two years of NFL experience and with Robert Foster I mean we Obviously, a supremely disappointing second season from him once John Brown and Cole Beasley and Isaiah McKenzie and Duke Williams and pretty much everyone else passed him on the depth chart at the end of the year, except Zay Jones, who got shipped out of town. But again, $660,000 showed a lot of good potential, hopefully not battling the foot injuries anymore. 
and you know see what he can uh, see what he can do for you so you know let's <laughs> the team might be better off without Robert Foster because it means they've gotten better receivers in the draft or free agency plus Brown plus Beasley but you know what give him a shot let him compete and you know maybe you know a year from now I'll be talking about him as the Bills comeback player of the year I think on the off chance that you're not better off without him it hasn't cost you anything just to make sure you right. had enough guys in the in training yeah, you need camp, 90 for camp anyway so right yeah so okay scott seems amenable so that's yeah good. no i'm not i mean it's not i mean yeah it's it's the the money again if you're looking at that that salary cap it's like you'd have to be pretty terrible to not spend you know, less than half a percent of your salary cap holding onto someone. So you would have to assume this person has no value. And and I don't think you would say that about either one of those guys. So I, I think you're, you're fine there. I like how you're doing the division and the percentiles for us now. I'm very. Yeah, this has been <laughs> good. This has been a math heavy uh, pod from Scott, which is good. It keeps us, keeps us sharp. Absolutely. That's what I'm known for is my fast math skills. <laughs> well, um, the lowly New England Patriots managed to get four comp picks, uh, compensatory picks this year, obviously because, you know, they're so unfortunate, the AFC East uh, champion Patriots. Uh, the, the the juggernaut Buffalo Bills, of course, though, need no help with extra picks. And so <laughs> we're awarded none in the just system that is the compensatory pick system um, for the NFL. Uh, there you go. I think that says everything you need to say. Well, no, obviously, like it's a it's about the quality of free agents that left, right? Same as in baseball. So, well, it just, uh, to me, that means you've shed some pretty crummy players that you're not, and you signed some good ones that you're not getting compensatory picks. So, not the worst thing in the world to me. Yeah, and I I wonder if Tom Brady counts as a free agent in this regard, <laughs> and that's some of why they're getting four. I I didn't really look in, into that, but. It'd be amazing if they were they're getting four, and then that's like just Belichick's plan was like, I want those extra comp picks, so I'm going to string this out until they're announced. Explain it to the Boston media. Well, right. you know, if we release them, we get we get this extra, you know, sixth round pick, which is what he was when he came in. So right, and then the you know the the Boston media would like fall over themselves to like explain how great that was. What a genius move. Yeah, right. <laughs> the by the the shrewd master. Exactly. Um, yeah. Another one over on the NFL there. Right. Uh, yeah, I think they'll, I'm interested in seeing what he's, what Brady signs for and where he goes. And it's probably, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm sure we'll bring this up. When we talk I about Brady. say we talk about that whenever you like, because it's obviously an important topic, but um, Leslie Frazier was promoted. Um, yeah, now assistant head coach in addition to defensive coordinator. Assistant to the head coach, I believe. Actual <laughs> title. Um, no, he, yeah, assistant head coach and, and full defensive coordinator still, right? Like, yep. so, so this is, uh, he's come a long way since that, uh, chargers games week two of 2018 when McDermott's like, you know what? I'm going to take over play calling duties this half and you're going to sit there and listen. Yeah. And nice. well, he, he listened. He did. So. Yeah. That's a, and we don't talk about Leslie Frazier much, but we have really taken this defense for granted now for, you know, the, the last 30 regular season games and, and how well they played. And he really, even in the playoff game, they struggled against Deshaun Watson late, but they're far from the only defense to do that. And the offense did them no favors. So Neither I think it's a good reward for Leslie. Finish. And I'm glad no one thought to interview him this year. <laughs> Let's keep him on board for, it'll be his fourth season. 
Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm I'm thrilled for him, and that's really, really good. It's probably also the last stop before becoming a head coach, though, in some ways, right? So this promotion is probably a bit of. I'm trying to remember if Leslie Frazier has had a head coach job. Yeah, Minnesota. He he was, yeah, he yeah. was Minnesota. Yeah. He got trashed fairly quick on that. I feel like that's the thing, though, is that if you get there's some guys who are just always better coordinator guys than they are head coach guys, and I feel like Leslie Frazier is like that guy. I feel like Dick LeBeau was like that guy. Was like, yeah, not a great head coach, really great coordinator, and they're always going to think they're going to be a head coach because that's that's the progression, that's the pressure, that's right. where the money is, yada yada yada. That's obviously the 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 peak of the profession. But yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll keep Frazier for a little bit longer because yeah, I, I would I would hope that the rest of the league is a little gun shy hiring him, but who knows? Well, he sucks. Rest of the league. <laughs> yeah, totally just base him entirely on his three season tenure with with Minnesota. And that's, I think so. that's who he is. I think so. Uh, okay, so we're we're burning through the the agenda here. Um, did you get your the game sorted? Scott? I do. I my my game is sorted. I, I don't have any stats or anything. I just have names. But I okay, do have, I have the names. So, all right, I've got access to the internet. So I'm all right, Google so names. It's the off season. It's um, it's the time of year where we, when we do these podcasts, we find ourselves feeling a little bit of air. Um, you know, for you, the listener, our Patreons, um, who you know are contributing at the zero dollar level. Uh, this is <laughs> Patreons for you. get the stats. <laughs> get yeah, the stats. Well, <laughs> yeah, Patreons get the stats and the real podcast. You get this bullshit. Uh, no, um, Scott's created a nice little game for us. A, a little. A little uh, game before he he traverses the ocean um, to to play, and it's a free agent game, and I'll let him explain it. So yes, and so here we go. We will play uh, a, f- uh, a, f- a famous game called Mary Fuck Kill, mm-hmm. um, which is of course a reference to only NFL free agents and has no other gender or sexual based connotations because that would right. be, that would be objectifying another gender, which is not appropriate. Yeah, we're not going um, to. Yeah, we're just, you know, this is just strictly about NFL free agents. And Mary is a shorthand for would seek to sign to a long term deal to like, a, you know, whatever the going rate for that person is. Now, I've tried to ban these so that they're roughly the deals would be roughly similar, but there's still some variations there. So you'll have to take that into account. But right. seek to sign a long term deal is Mary. Uh, fuck is basically one like a a one year deal max. You know the the Josh Norman deal is a classic F deal, uh, yeah F deal. If you want to be polite about it, and then uh, or boff, we could go that way too. Mary boff, <laughs> Mary boff, and and kill. I like and, Mary boff. She's she's real nice. That Mary boff. <laughs> uh, and then kill the obviously New- is is no interest in signing whatsoever. Mary so, Boff of the New England Boffs. You should... <laughs> Sorry. Well, her, yes. her cousin came over on the Titanic, and then she never really was the same afterwards. Well, it so used that... to be spelled B-O-F-F-E, but, but <laughs> then they changed it when she went through Ellis Island from yeah. the Mayflower, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll start with um, – and the, so I have – and so kill, sorry, killed. I, I think I talked. Kill I is no interest. Kill yeah, is you're no just interest. like get rid of this guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, not 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 interested. Gotcha. Um, okay. So um, our first category, we have six categories, I think. Yep, Very six good. categories. 
Our first category is um, premier edge rusher. There's been a lot of talk that the Bills need to sign a big edge rusher, that they are in need of some pressure off the edge to get those sack numbers up, which has come from mostly team sacks over the years um, since the McDermott season over. So we have three edge rushers for you. Yannick Nagakoy, formerly of Jacksonville, who will probably have to be a sign and trade because Jacksonville said they're franchising him. So take that into account. Shaq Barrett uh, from, I believe, Tampa, if I'm not mistaken. And Jadavion Clowney, of course, formerly of, uh, most recently of of Seattle, uh, of the Jada of the <laughs> of the Seattle clown of the Houston clownies. <laughs> the Houston clownies, exactly. So Very those good. are that is your first Mary fuck kill, and we will start with uh, well, let's start with Paul. All right. So I I was ready. I actually pulled up two of these guys before you said them when you said edge rusher. Uh, I had not thought about Chat Barrick. So with Shaq Barrett in that uh, in this equation, I'm killing Shaq Barrett uh, <laughs> right off the bat. Straight I kind of figured as much. He's kind of a one-year wonder. That's exactly like, it. 19 and a half sacks. You think, holy hell, what a great guy. And then you look at the rest of his career and you're like, oh, 14 and a half in his previous five, well, yeah, five seasons with Denver. And granted, he didn't start any games in Denver. He got a lot more playing time in yeah, Tampa. He was Barrett in Denver. So that's a bit. That, but yeah, it, it's a fair. Someone's going to have to get killed here. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think when you he does not have the consistent level of production that Ngakwe and Clowney do. So the one year wonder, I I'm going to I'm going to boff Clowney. That's that's how I'm going to okay. handle this. Right. Uh, I, right. I, I slightly older than Ngakwe, only only three years older. So not a ton, two and a half years older, really. But this is a guy who. You know, is is his production has dipped a little bit last year. He wasn't that good. Uh, comparably, he's now has less Showing career his sack age a little bit. Barrett. Yeah, a little rough and around I, the edges. You yep. get it close. Yeah. Yes, all of those things. Oh, so many flashbacks we're not going to talk about right now. So, <laughs> uh, we're gonna go. It just like he's came in the league in twenty. 2014 he's competed at a high level he's a three-time pro bowler and an all pro uh so you, he's worth taking a flyer on and gakwe consistent production the first four years of his career young guy uh four plus forced fumbles every year he's 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 played eight plus sacks all four of his seasons uh constant pressure i think this is a guy you would uh, go long term even though i understand marrying him means you might have to either take on one of jacksonville's fat contracts a Foles or a darius and obviously the bills are not going to take back darius uh in a trade or you're going to have to part with a potentially high round draft pick but still edge rushers might cost a lot but they cost a lot for a reason they're they're different that, that prenup's hefty but you still go through with it because you love her exactly i love okay. you in god way okay frank i'm very mad because the pro football reference page I'm looking at for some reason doesn't list sacks, which I feel like would be, Oh, there they are. Okay. There it is. There it is. You know why? That weird comp between touchdowns and combined tackles. Like who puts it there? It's, it's, it's like nowhere. It's like, but yeah, touchdown fumbles. And it's like, I feel like sacks for defensive linemen should be the first thing. Okay. (laughs) So Gakwe. All right. All right. One, four, three, 19 and a half. And four and a half, six, nine and a half, nine, three sacks. Only three. Okay, so I'm going to. I'm going to go the other way. All right, a little bit. Shaquille Barrett is who I am going to buff. I'm going to take a one year flyer that it's 
partially repeatable. And I'm going to look at guys like Lorenzo Alexander and say, sometimes you figure yourself out late in life. Maybe that's him. I am going to marry Ngakwe like Paul. And I think I'm going to kill Clowney. And I think that's controversial here because obviously he's the, he's the all pro. But I'm looking at his Seattle season, and I'm saying I have a feeling that whoever signs Clowney <clears throat> is going to have one of those contracts that you'll look back and say, he did all right, but it didn't really match what I paid yeah, for him. Sure. And I think that's where he is in my mind. And yeah. so to me, it's like I'd rather not have that so headache early. strapped to me. Yeah, I feel like – I feel like the market's peaked on Clowney. And so he has good years ahead of him, I'm sure. But he's the LaShawn McCoy. He's the Bryce Harper, the LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, he's like, let let somebody else pay him. him. Yeah, let somebody else pay him. And I will will stick to these two guys who – now, Ngakwe is not cheap, but I I think that – Paul's got the right of it that his consistency and youth is the best combination. And then Barrett to me is like, I don't know, maybe, maybe you can shoot him out of a cannon again. And if you don't, not a, not a huge, another 18 loss. sacks next year. Then sure. Yeah. Then if you get you nine sacks last year, you're next year. You're pretty happy. So, you know, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. That's All yeah, right. that's it. All right. We'll move on. Um, the correct answer of course was Nagakwe, uh, Mary Clowney, uh, fuck and Barrett uh, kill. So, all okay. right. Points for um, All right. Next is your. Now we're gonna have two wide receiver categories. The first wide receiver is your number one wide receiver. So this is assuming that we do not take. We're not planning on taking one of the many wide receivers who are available in the first round of the draft, um, and will be probably good to go. But uh, let's assume that it's one of the big ones, and those are, of course, AJ Green, Amari Cooper. And uh, I put Robbie Anderson in here. Obviously, excuse me. Ooh, this uh, Scorpion Bull IPA is uh, delicious, but uh, filling. Hey, this um, is not bills and beers. Just keep your beer beer choices. <laughs> uh, Robbie Anderson, obviously the less decorated and therefore the cheaper version of these two guys. But a lot of people are kind of high on that. You know, with an actual team as opposed to the New York Jets, he would be mm-hmm. a little more mm-hmm. capable. So uh, obviously, I will. I will now. I will. I think Frank is generally familiar with the bodies of work of AJ Green, Amari Cooper, and Robbie Anderson, so I will throw it to him. I am familiar with the works of Pablo Neruda. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so you're making me be, pick between a Jet, a Bengal, and a Cowboy. Awesome. Yeah. Um, if it's based on hair, you go with Robbie Anderson, and this isn't even a discussion or for you, all of them. For or, literally or you go the complete other way. Um, jeez. And, and and part of this is the assumption that we haven't drafted a young quarter or young wide receiver, or if we have drafted a young one, we're not expecting him to to fill whatever role I, this veteran you have is going to go do. with the team that we have now, and I think then you, your draft kind of follows uh, yeah, appropriately. So, uh, I hate all these. I hate all these guys. I hate all these guys. I think you hate AJ Green. Who hates AJ Green? Yeah, I, I got nothing against AJ. <sighs> AJ Green, okay. This is what I see. I think AJ Green is at the Lee Evans stage of his career, where he's going to go to Baltimore, and it's not going to matter. 
And I and I I know that's a knife to Scott's heart as a Badger, but I'm sorry, he didn't matter after he he didn't well, matter. If anything, if anything, he could have put the Patriots out of a Super Bowl and he dropped right. the touchdown. Right, I know. That's he, in a negative for way. For one brief moment, he was a Bill on that on that Ravens team, and and they rooted it. And I think that's AJ Green. I think AJ Green's going to unless AJ Green plays with Tom Brady. I think God damn I don't it, know. Frank. Why did you say that? Why did you say that? Why did you will that into the world? That <laughs> but just like, that just do I want Amari Cooper? And I'm being completely prejudiced here, but Amari Cooper played for Oakland and Dallas, which is like super high drama stuff. So I do I want him? <sighs> and then you look at Robbie married. Anderson, and Robbie Anderson has the stink of the Jets on him. So, <sighs> all right, let's see. All right, if I have to. I didn't make the rules. I guess I, you did actually, but yeah. In fact, yeah, you you in <laughs> fact did choose these rules. I will. I will marry AJ Green, even though I trashed him first, and I will hope for one of those gold digger weddings where it just doesn't last very long. Um, and then I will. Uh, I will. Oh my god. Alright, I'll boff Amari Cooper. I can see myself getting drunk enough to take him home, I guess. And no, no. I'm gonna boff Robbie Anderson. I know myself. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. and then I'll kill Amari Cooper. Yeah. So I'm I'm going out and I'm I'm boffing AJ Green till the sun comes up because <laughs> one year deal for a guy who you know, up through 2017 was the premier receiver in the game. That's the guy who to me screams one year deal. So uh, I don't care if you give him one year and like $17 million. Uh, again, this is someone who's proven he can do it. And if he's healthy, he can be a difference maker, but he's 31 years old. Uh, he'll be 32 by the start of the season. So you're not going to shell out a five-year deal for that type of receiver, unless you think he's going to be Jerry Rice or Chris Carter, who's good well under their thirties. Oh, then, yeah, I'm stuck in the Cooper Anderson conundrum that Frank is at. And I want to be contrarian. I am going to go with Robbie Anderson for Marion, even though he is a year older than Amari Cooper and does not have nearly the level of production, because I really kind of want him to do well uh, against the Jets in the future twice a year. Nothing would make me happier uh if that that was the case and yeah i'm killing amari cooper he is the best receiver with the highest upside in this bunch at this point in his career but the uh, you know frank brought up the drama point and you know it's he seems like a guy who if things aren't going his way could be be an issue and we saw that a little bit this year in dallas so and he forced his way out of oakland for crying out loud so yeah uh, we're gonna kill amari I, and I'm interested in the correct answers from Scott. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you guys screwed this one up. This is <laughs> Mary AJ Green, fuck Amari Cooper, kill Robbie Anderson. It's not that. I hard. was well, then I was close. I, I close missed in, all three. So is I this horseshoes or hand grenades? No, it's Mary <laughs> fuck kill. Okay. Um. So now we're going to we'll come not back the way to. I do it. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to my wife. Hey yo. Hey yo. When uh, we will come back to for uh, we we will come back to we passed on all the first round for number one wide receivers. Now we're scraping at the bottom of barrel wide receivers. Later, um, we will 
now turn to the Bills portion of Mary Fuck Kill, which is Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, and Quentin Spain. And I will start with Paul. All right. This is a, a good one. I liked when you posted this one uh, up here. So uh, I, I struggle with this. I'm not even looking at uh, pro football reference for these. So I don't even have a good way to start because you could legitimately do all three to three, all three of these guys. So let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and fuck Shaq Lawson. Um, so I, I think you, you've seen him progress gradually from his rookie season. Uh, every year he's gotten better. He's done very well under Sean McDermott. He still, he was saying things on Twitter this week that were kind of like, hey, complain about not starting at all this year. And, you know, just uh, kind of letting his attitude show a little bit. And I like his, I like his edge. I don't want him to lose that, but I also you want hungry guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I want to give him one more, ch- another, but not thirsty. right, right. God forbid. So we will, uh, yes, yeah, so we'll give him one more, one more year. You know, if he's not getting what he likes free agency, we give him a one year deal that has a much higher average than any other things he's got out there in terms of multi-year deals. Uh, let's do it. I am going to regretting my decisions already. I'm going to marry Quentin Spain. Uh, I think you can probably get, yeah, good looking fellow. So I would, I don't know if he's going to be starting into your guard's future. I know he played all season and did not allow uh, a single sack. uh, And he was the only Bills offensive lineman until the last game to play every single snap, I believe. So, you know, he's, he's doesn't have the versatility that John Feliciano brought, but he brought a level of consistency. He is not a great run blocker and he's just kind of a, he's an above average pass, you know, pass blocker, but did, did the job well enough this year for sure. And, you know, why not reward that, get him under, under contract. And then worst case scenario, if you draft a replacement, you've got a good depth guy, uh, probably a reasonable deal. Cause I don't think Quentin Spain's going to light it up in the agency. And I'm going to have to kill Jordan Phillips, which months ago, uh, he would have been the first guy would have said, you know, marry on this. But the more I just think back on his season, the more it just strikes me as like, oh, this is that one year wonder guy, you know, who just all of a sudden he's making all these big plays. Uh, but I, I, with Ed Oliver there, I, you don't need him back. I think you want to give it Oliver like 65% of the snaps and to give a rotational guy maybe 35 You'll have Harrison Phillips back. You'll have mm-hmm. Starlet O'Leary at the one technique, too, with Harrison. I, I think I'm just going to have to kill Jordan. And sorry, Jordan, I, I love Jordan Phillips. And truthfully, I won't even be that upset if he resigns. Frank? Um, I hate to be uncontroversial, but I I think I completely agree with Paul here. Um, Jordan, <clears throat> Phillip, Jordan Phillips is the, is the most likely to not – be able to repeat his success. Um, Shaq Lawson has done a great job. The, that's the only one I would maybe flip is, you know, look at the offensive line and say, okay, we don't need Spain as much if we're going to have long. And no, but I don't really know if I believe that. Yeah. I think, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, I think I would, I would give, Shaq another year and then I would I would go long term of those three with Spain um but Shaq is a guy who who 
again, might be the I figured it out guy. And, you know, if you remember, he was drafted as a Rex guy and, and struggled in in those systems and, and had uh, in, I think he was injured the first year, him and Ragland. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to see him come on is great. And I would want to reward him uh, some some way. But I, I think if I have to pick someone to go long term with, it probably is Spain. OK, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to disappoint you both. Not Quinn, unfortunately, did not. He did not make it to the altar. He did not. Uh, make it to, he did not make it to the bedroom either. Yeah, he, the bedroom either. Oh boy. Yeah, he, mm. he's dead. He, he uh, unfortunately, uh, there's just a lot of talent out there at, at guard, and I feel like defensive linemen who are talented are a little bit tougher to come by sometimes. Um, so I'm gonna. I'm actually. Uh, this one is. This one was a tough one for me as well between uh, Jordan and Chuck because I think they're both. I think they're both on the rise. I think Jordan's going to do fine in wherever he goes. I think Shaq's going to be fine wherever he goes. But I think to me, I was going to marry Jordan just because I think we can do a little bit better than Shaq. And that's not, that's not nothing personal. I know that hurts to hear, but I feel like we can do better. So sorry, we're just going to have to call it to a one year deal. And then maybe, maybe if you know, he gets his sacks numbers a little higher, maybe we can talk next year about where this thing goes long term okay um we will move on we will move on to uh offensive line obviously this is kind of assuming to a certain extent that spain goes away because because obviously if we're going to sign him to a longer term deal that 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 doesn't really make sense to, to sign one of these guys um it's also two guards and a tackle so obviously take that into account but you have joe tooney frequently Tooney, Tooney, I don't know what his name is, from most recently of the Patriots, uh, Brandon Sheriff, who's, I think, a lion, if I'm not he mistaken? Is a, uh, he is a Washington football athlete. Oh, he's a, he's a Washington. Brandon Sheriff, yes. And, uh, and Jack Conklin, most recently of the Tennessee Titans, um, who will probably be the most highly paid right tackle on the market. So that is, again, going to be a bit of a premium, but then that would allow you to put Cody Ford at guard. So I feel like it's kind of to a certain extent, upgrading two positions versus one. So, uh, thoughts? You go first, Scott or Paul. All right. Um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna make the easy call to marry Jack Conklin here. Uh, young guy, first team All Pro his rookie season. He's played fine since then, if not spectacularly well. But you look at what the the Titans run game did this year, especially in the uh, in the playoffs. You look at how well Ryan Tannehill was protected after he became quarterback and actually had a career. You know, half season, a little more than half season behind him. And I think, as Scott noted, this solves, you know, you kill two birds with one stone here by getting this guy to a long-term deal. You get Cody Ford inside where it looks like he's better suited at this point in his career uh, than the whole, then Quentin Spain is indeed murdered. And then we move on. Uh, I am going to, you know what, I'll I'll get into bed with Brandon Scherf. He, he's a two-time Pro Bowler. Interior linemen, of course, not as valuable as the outside guys. But let's face it, if they if they don't get Spain back and they're dependent, even if they are looking to re-sign Spain, this is a guy who's done pretty well on a fairly disastrous Washington offensive line, and I think that is you know uh, commendable. Two-time Pro Bowler on on a line, uh, three-time Pro Bowler, including this past season, on offensive line that couldn't do anything to protect any quarterback they had back there, you know, ever. And I'm just killing Joe Tooney. One, you're a Patriot, so go away. And two, 
uh, that Patriots offensive line is a, is a shit show. And I feel like whenever Patriots offensive linemen leave to go somewhere else on a deal, it's exposed how terrible they are. So I'm That's just going to really go cool. straight out kill them. Uh, I am going to base this purely on how well the teams did this year because I feel like I don't very, not very good with offensive linemen. So I was most impressed with the Tennessee Titans. So I would marry Jack Conklin. I also like that he's probably the clear and away favorite. Uh, I would get into bed with Joe Thune, uh, who is a New England Patriot. And everything associated with the Washington football team can just burn. And so <laughs> I, I will not miss Brandon Scherf at all. Um, I feel bad for him for having to have played for that team. And yet uh, they are a trash heap. And just I don't want anything to do with it. Okay, strong words from Frank. Uh, Paul is correct, however. Yes. Due to the, mm. due to the, the the fact that yes, I, I actually did not. I was I was thinking about sure, but actually Paul brought up a really good point about the Patriots. Kind of everybody looks good when Tom Brady's behind you and you're th- and he's throwing the ball every second and a half. So it's a lot easier to look good in that offense. <clears throat> so we'll move on uh, as we're getting a bit short on time. We will go to. <clears throat> I'm going to switch it up. Um, We'll go to uh, defensive linemen, more of the interior variety, um, because the Bills have evidently been interested in DJ Reader, who is one of our three candidates. Um, that was in the Houston, I think in the Houston press, they were saying that the Bills were sniffing around DJ Reader. Um, so I thought I'd come up with an interior D-line category consisting of him, uh, longtime Jet, but most recently of the Browns, Leonard Williams, or maybe the Giants. I'm not trying uh, to. I will, I will check on this now. Uh, and then Chris Jones of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, who obviously uh, is younger and probably the has the the potentially the longest feature. Giants was correct, by the way. Eight games with the Jets, seven games with the Jets this year, eight with the Giants. There it is. Home field did not change. And we'll we'll start with uh, we'll start with Frank this time. We'll put him on the spot. Okay, good because I'm just pulling up everybody's. Williams. Um. At least we don't have to, like, offensive lineman stats, like we were looking in the last category. I'm like, yeah, these stats are going to tell me nothing. I've just got to look. <laughs> yeah, you've got to, like, you got to, like, first of all, like, look at the right ones and then know what the hell they mean. And then there's all that. Game started. I don't know what that means. Karen, shut up. <laughs> no, but, like, you know, it's yes, like. Zach Grand slams. <laughs> NFL stats. Uh, you know, linemen are notoriously, like, hard to grade from a yes, statistic position anyway you know so um okay so chris jones he looks good i like him yeah he's a jet though a giant a giant and a jet that's like a double whammy all right so um all right i have formulated my opinion um, Leonard Williams has great hair. He's done. I, he's out. I'm not. I'm not going. Hair's not doing it for you. Okay. Yeah, I just I'm not going to get there. Get there with him. Uh, you know, not great sack numbers. Not great tackle numbers comparative to the other two. Um, I think DJ Reader gets the Mary. And mm. it's a little counterintuitive, and let me tell you why. I think he signs for cheaper, first of mm. all. I that's think true. that's part of it. Probably would. Probably and would. So you're not Probably as tied into desperate. it. Right. 
and I think more that, willing to try some new things. Yeah, right. And, and you know, he's young. He's, he's got gonna to have to share that position because Ed Oliver's already there. Harrison yes. Phillips already there. He's gonna have to know how to be generous. I don't need another star Latulale who's <laughs> eating up money and doing an okay job. All right. And so Chris Jones might end up being the best of the group. But to me, I don't know that the that the price is worth the value you're going to get out of it. This is definitely one you could look back and say, I screwed up. I haven't got any of these right anyway, but Chris Jones gets gets the one one and done for me. Um, yes. There you go. All right. Paul. All right. Uh, my first thing I was going to go to is age. And I discovered that Leonard Williams is 11 days older than DJ Reader, who is two days older than Chris Jones. So age did me no good here when they're separated by 13 days. That is like one of those outlier things where we found out that all Texas high schools have the cutoff date of like August 31st. <laughs> yes. They're all born in September. What's happened here? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to marry Chris Jones. Uh, I mean, he's, he's has no nickname, whereas the other two guys have really impressive nicknames, but you look at these tackle numbers, you look at these consistent sack numbers, multiple years, years over uh you know he's a pro bowler last year he's got playoff experience uh gonna gonna marry him uh i'm gonna you know what i'll i'll uh i'll I'll do the deed with the with dj uh and we will get into bed with the barbecue man uh, as his nickname is barbecue uh definitely he's another guy like check lawson he's gotten a little bit better every year statistically uh, in terms of his his numbers, his QB hits, noticeably, he had 11 in his first three years of his career. And that last year alone, he had 13. His tackles for loss were the best. You know, he seemed to be, and of course, his sacks were, were, were slightly up by a half sack. So a guy who makes consistent improvement, not a superstar, but you know what? See if he could become a superstar. And yeah, Leonard Williams, again, best hair, like Frank mentioned. Nickname is the big cat. Also great. But I mean, you're a jet and giant and you haven't really done that much in the last couple of years. So sorry. It's, it's surprising. Cause I think, I think a couple of years ago you would have, if you were, oh, he, I think you Leonard would. Williams was a, was I think the third overall pick, maybe the yeah, fourth and a pro bowler in his second season with seven sacks. And, you know, uh, he's just 11 tackles for a loss, but his stats, he's, he's just gone downhill a little bit. No, I, I mean, I, I think I agree. I don't think, I don't see how you could, you could, you, uh, given the choice of the three, I don't see how he he doesn't end up on the bottom. And then and then between the two of them, yeah, I mean, I think I think Frank and Paul both make good cases. I think given the Bills, I think Frank's case makes a little more sense. You want a guy who's comfortable kind of plugging and playing, and then you know Chris Jones is better for you know if you want the the four best guys going you know 80 times, you know having 75. 80 snaps on the field every game, then Chris Jones is probably that guy. But I don't think that's how the Bills would run it. I think I think that the, the money makes more sense. So I think I think I'll go ahead and say that that Frank's correct in this one. Um, and your last one, we'll do this one rather quick. This is your retread wide receiver category. Uh, this is assuming that the Bills are planning on taking kind of a first round wide receiver. So you are left with someone you want to don't want to break the bank on. So you're looking at the Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Brashad Perriman, Nelson Aguilar category. This and is the Ow, my eyes, my eyes category. Like, <laughs> I'll start with Paul. Yeah, Emmanuel is, Sanders uh, rejuvenated. Yeah, he did. I mean, yeah. He's, he's, did it do anything he, for you? Yeah, I mean, it helped. He, he definitely had a productive 2019, really productive 2018, 2019. You look at it, really, the last six seasons, his only down year 
was his 555-yard season in 2017. So consistent production is this guy who's going to be 33 years old a week from today on St. Patrick's Day going to be able to, you know, do it again in his age? No, I just I'm going with the uh, Frank's famous uh, Lee Evans corollary. I think this last year is going to just not count. I think it's going to be his last season, and I think it's just practically uh, not going to count. And I think not having Jimmy Garoppolo throwing to him is going to going to be a problem. So uh, I'm, I'm going to kill Emmanuel Sanders, who is by far, uh, I think, going to have the best career of any of these these three players. But I think it's over. Uh, Aguilar, Aguilar, you're I, I watch so many Eagles fans just, you know, rail into you. But I'm you know, what? I'm going to marry you because I think we can get you on a reasonable wow. deal. Wow. I know. Reasonable deal. Uh, he had some injury issues this past year. Uh, his catch percentage isn't too bad from previous seasons. That's something I look at because once you get into that Zay Jones 50% territory, I'm worried about you. So despite his drops, he still caught a fair number of, of, of passes. He has a good yards, a catch. He's got some good speed. I think he's going to be fairly cheap. Uh, I think he's the best Nigerian player in the NFL right now. And I, th- I think you need that. Uh, and so, yeah, I will get into bed then with uh, Rashard Perryman by process of elimination. A guy who, again, we saw a little bit of a breakout season for him last year, but his catch percentage is still really low. Uh, he doesn't really have a lot of, he, or excuse me, he has, he has the big play capability like John Brown did, but can he be a play by play, you know, uh, in every down threat receiver is going to be another Marquise Goodwin. So I'm going to make him prove it on the, the boff deal as I will call it. Mm. Right. Rashad Perryman is the tallest wide receiver. So he's going to get killed. And wow. the reason is because just because I'm short and I'm, I hate uh, tall people. Uh, no, because fair. we always talk about needing the tall guy. And I feel like every time we've gone after the tall, there's a big catch radius. He'll get, no, he's a tall guy with a 52% catch percentage. Get, get him the fuck off of my screen. <laughs> yeah. Get him the fuck away from me. Fuckity fuck. Um, so I feel like you and I are going to have a, a long conversation when it comes to T. Higgins in about two weeks. <laughs> oh, you don't understand. We just need a big target for Josh Allen. <laughs> it's going to fix EJ Manuel too while we're at it. And all Tyrod needs is someone to throw it up to. Newsflash. We don't throw it up to anybody in Buffalo. I don't know why. Everybody get on board. It's not going to happen. Okay. As... As Paul Heyman said the other day, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle, but she doesn't, so she's my aunt. I don't know what to tell you, people. We're not throwing the ball up. Stop lusting after the big wide receiver. Um, Was that it? That's all I got. I don't even. I, <laughs> I, I, I spent so much time killing Brashad Perryman. I was arrested before I could either marry or have sex with. No, Nelson. I was wondering if that was the turn, but it, let's continue. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, no, that's sure. That's that's this week's heel turn. All of you stupid, stupid people that want to tell me about about big targets, you know, fucking go look at the last 25 tight ends this that this team's had and tell me how that's helped. Oh, Charles Clay is going to going to revolutionize the Bills because whenever our young quarterback that blows needs to throw the ball to somebody, he can just like throw it anywhere near his feet and he'll catch it because he's Jack and the Beanstalk. You know, he's the giant from Jack and the Beanstalk. 
Oh, go get me Calvin Benjamin. If if he can jump for any football, if he can get his fat fucking ass in the air. Anyway. <laughs> I this is actually a, this this would I actually also work not just a heel turn, but drunken promo. <laughs> Either one would apply. Drunken promo is our drunken history ripoff. Absolutely. <laughs> so then he said, and we would have actors playing out what I'm saying. <laughs> this is Frank pretending to be Calvin Benjamin. Um, uh, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. All right, I'll have, I'll I'll do Emmanuel Sanders because I feel like he'd fit the whole veteran in the locker room thing. So that'd make Coach happy. And sure, let's marry Nelson Aguilar because. I got to pick one. Well, our final score is, uh, I think, Paul with one correct answer and Frank with one correct answer because you both, once again, got this one wrong, which mm. was the correct answer was take the big tall guy and marry him. <laughs> Go right to hell. And then, and then fuck the old guy who's got one good year left in him and then kill Nelson Aguilar, who literally, when a fireman was saving people from a building, thought to himself, boy, when I am talking to the press about this later, I'm going to burn Nelson Aguilar because he's so bad. Yep, that's, that was my that's, favorite Twitter highlight of the year of 2019. Yeah, I, hope you have a, I hope you have a great season, Scott, of just saying, I don't know why they're not throwing it to the tall guy. Why don't they? Why doesn't Allen just give him a chance? You know, we just need the Bills to sign all 18 of these players, so we know for sure what the correct answers were. <laughs> oh, why won't McDermott tell him to throw it up? Oh. <laughs> all right, that was uh, that was uh, Mary Fuck Kill, and uh, I think sure over to Paul for the day in Bills history, I guess. Yeah. We're going to still do that with time? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we will. We're, we're, the good news is we're under an hour. The bad news is it's almost 10 p.m. local time, uh, and we all need to get to bed. So we're going to gonna whip through this. In fact, we have one major speed round coming up in a second, so be ready for that. But we will start with March 10th of 2018. Buffalo Bills trade blank to Cleveland Browns for third-round pick. March 10th, 2018, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Third-round pick. For blank, they traded a third round pick for somebody who was on the Browns. Well, we got we traded the player to the Browns for it. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, it was that wide oh. receiver guy. He's a weird headline. Buffalo Bills trade oh. blank to Cleveland Browns for third round pick. Yeah, okay. So yeah, they the Bills departed with this player and got a third round pick in return. Yeah, this is during the trade trade off. So Tyrod. Went. It was. There you go. Tyrod. Yeah. All right. Not this one. This one is also from 2018. I was about to say Tyrod went to some other team, but clearly I was correct. So I'll just pretend I knew it. Okay. Yeah. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, he did. He did go to Cleveland and he ended up with the Chargers of not San Diego. Um, yeah. 2018 number two. This headline I put in here because it was the most prescient headline, and I wish I could find who wrote the article. Should the Bills use blank as a trade asset to move up an NFL draft? And spoiler alert, they ended up doing exactly that. Cordy Glenn? Cordy Glenn. So I yeah. really want to find who wrote that headline because that Glenn trade is what allowed them to get Josh Allen eventually. Well, wait, but didn't you find the headline? Yeah, I found it, but the headline was, should the Bills use Blank as a trade asset to move up? I found the headline, but I couldn't find the story that it went with and who wrote it. Let's see if I can do another search. I, I'll do oh, it. You is keep it? going. Sal Majorana. Sal Majorana, Rochester like, Democratic like, Chronicle. All you had to do was like, 
click the link, I thought, okay, never mind. Uh, the link, if you click the link, it, it doesn't go to the site. You know, it, it, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, it was, yes. Okay, very good. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to give you grief. I just didn't no, understand. Sometimes I have the, I have the, I readily have the article itself, and sometimes I don't. All right. Um, this is the rapid fire one. Four of these are easy, and the last one's a little tougher. So I'm just going to start yelling out the headline, and whoever guesses first is the winner. This is a five headline 2017. First day of free agency, so we got a bunch. 2017 number one. Blank posts goodbye message to Bills fans will reportedly sign with Rams. Robert Marquise Goodwin. Robert Woods. Uh, Frank yeah. is Frank got in there. You're right. Goodwin went to 49ers. Yep. Mm-hmm. 2017 number two. Blank reportedly leaving Bills for rival Patriots. Oh, Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan. No, no, much better player than Chris Hogan. Um. E.J. Uh, Manuel. <laughs> uh, was it? Oh, oh Stephon Gilmore. Yes, NFL Defensive oh, Player of the Year 2019, Stephon Gilmore. Gosh, okay. All right. 2017, number three, Bills rebuild secondary by signing blank and blank. Poyer and Hyde. Poyer and Hyde. Good job, Scott. 2017, number four, report Bills to sign blank to replace Carpenter. Uh, Hauschka. Hauschka. And last from 2017, a little tougher. Bills release safety blank. He's been a headline guy before. Injuries essentially ended his career. I believe he was Texas was his college. Um, Aaron Williams. Yes. Very good. All right. Hey, so, all right. All right. Uh, 2016. Blank signs with Eagles reuniting with Jim Schwartz. Ronald Darby. Good guess. No, this is a uh, uh, linebacker. Another one. Uh, the other one. Nigel Bradham. Oh. Nigel Bradham. All right. English linebacker. Yes. Uh, uh, there's a uh, there's a Little Twitter Britannia. joke there. I'll go into from years ago, but it'll take too long. All right. 2015. Bill sign. Bill. I should say. Bills re-sign blank. To five-year, forty-five million dollar extension. What was the year? Twenty fifteen. Is he still on the team? He just re-upped with a new extension recently, within the last year. Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes, the longest mm-hmm. tenured Bill. Uh, good job, Frank. Guys are doing well today. Let's see if we can blow it on this one. All right. <laughs> Bills re-signed cornerback blank. It says this is twenty thirteen. Blank reinvented himself as a return specialist, averaging a league-leading 18.7 yards per punt return on 23 chances and taking Drayton two back. Florence. No, no. No, he was older. Right. This guy also averaged 28.3 yards per kick return on 18 tries. Oh, uh, no. Yes. Leotis. Jairus Bird. Oh, what were you about to say, Scott? <clears throat> Leotis. Leotis. Leotis McElvin. Yeah, Leotis. there you go. Good job, Scott. All right. 2009. Meotis, right? I mean, what? A, it's fine. <laughs> uh, 2009, Bill's offensive coordinator excited about, surprised by, blank signing. T.O. T.O. And not only that, wow. Frank, it actually, the headline says T.O. It doesn't even say Owens. I, well, I wanted to be right. Yeah. It, uh, Turk Schoener said, it happened so quick. Dick called me and said, we need you to come in. He didn't even tell me who I was coming in to meet. Just I was be on alert. And he said that was 2.15. By 2.30, he was sitting down with Terrell and Drew Rosenhaus. All right. 
no quiz on 2006. Just a shout out to the late great Ralph Williams. Uh, Williams defends no vote on labor. He says, while the new labor agreement passed 30 to 2, Ralph said it's a bad deal. It's too much money. 59% of revenue for the players is far too much. It's a bad deal. It's a particularly bad deal for medium and small market clubs. And despite being outvoted 30 to 2, two years later, the NFL owners opted out of that CBA. So good foresight, Ralph. All right. Screw those players. What's that? Sorry. Screw those players. Yes. All right. 2005, blank may shift to tackle. Today, the Bills are expected to entertain Seattle lineman Floyd Porkchop Womack. He is a four-year veteran who starred 22 games the last three seasons, mostly at right tackle, but he also played guard and left tackle. If the Bills don't find what they're looking for in the free agent market, blank will become a much stronger possibility to play tackle. Uh, the hint is this player, uh, they did not, in fact, sign the pork chop, and this player instead remained at center for the Bills in 2005. Great Teague? You know, Scott, every time I guess an off, I, I, it's an offensive line from the 2000s, you guess Trey Teague. And today is the day that it's <laughs> Trey Teague. Scott, <laughs> this was this was your Suck going away. I didn't know. I didn't know that was, <laughs> that was my Trey Teague fandom. Have, that, you, that's you your trademark. So yeah. clear. Trey Teague is to you what Robert Royal is to Frank. <laughs> if I say tight end from any any year of the 2000s, Robert Royal. it's going to guess Robert Royal. And so I noticed that Trey Teague tendency, and I That's saw how you know Trey the finishers Teague. coming, right? Like you know, yeah. Scott says Trey Teague, and the crowd goes wild. They're like, "Yeah, here it comes!" <laughs> well, I was just so glad. I'm like, "Yes, I'm gonna do this," and Scott's gonna guess Trey Teague immediately, and for once, it's gonna be right, and it'll be awesome. So I was ready for that. All right, 2002 Buccaneers agree to contract with free agent quarterback blank. Rob Johnson. Rob Johnson. New Buccaneers coach John Gruden sent a press release. He has a lot of interesting qualities. <laughs> Good. It's nice of you to so say, John. Rated buttocks. <laughs> so uh, did so. So does uh, what's his face, Peterman. Peterman, yeah, a lot of interesting qualities. And and Cardell, who else did he sign? Oh, AJ McCarron, he got from the Bills. Gruden likes to take these washed out Bills. All right, two thousand. Can blank be signed? If there is good news amid what most Bills fans would classify as a disheartening offseason, it's an unrestricted free agent. Blank has not yet signed with another team. The longer he waits, the better chance the Bills will be able to do some accounting and re-sign him. So I'll give you a hint. He was an offensive lineman. Uh, he did re-sign with the Bills, and he did have a few more Pro Bowl seasons with the Bills before moving on. Reuben Brown? Reuben Brown. Jeez, you guys today, man. We're on it today. All right. Two to go. This one is another one I put in here because it was it's foresight that turned out to be accurate. So 2000 again. Blank as a dolphin. Thurman. Thurman. This headline was saying there was speculation. The article was saying there's speculation that Thurman was going to talk to the dolphins and he did. All right. We're going to end on a high note here. 1995. Bill sign blank. The Buffalo Bills continue to bolster their defense yesterday, per the New York Times, signing the free agent linebacker Blank to a three-year contract worth $7.6 million. Is that Bryce Pop? It is yeah. Bryce Pop. You didn't yeah, even need I played yeah. five in Green Bay and made the Pro Bowl. I was, was going to guess that. And then I was also like, $7.6 million for three years? What the right. fuck? <laughs> right? That's yep. two years for a backup guard. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or the 1995 Defensive Player of the Year that you just got, uh, which is why I'm happy. He became the Defensive Player of the Year that year. Happily year. signed for that. Right, yeah. Uh, 
That was a big deal three years, 7.6. And I, now I was going to Spen- say, he was like one of their first free agents, really. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I know they had free agents before him, but like, he was one of the first guys. It's like, okay. Yeah, it was their first ever big sign. Free agency didn't begin, people forget, until so 1993 like 90, in the NFL. Yeah. So it was a Reggie White year, of course. He was the first big free agent signing ever uh, for the Packers, which helped to make Pop expendable, which was good because the Packers had a payroll to meet. So uh, that worked out for the. The Bills, yeah, and that was a great job this week, guys. I don't think you really got any wrong. There were a couple you needed a few more guesses on, the, the McKelvin one. But mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah, you were spot on today. And that was uh, the Stay in Bills headlines for March 10th. That was a 10-minute This Day in Bills headlines, which is an absolute record. Right. And if you count the fact I did five for 2017, there were actually 14 of them that we raced through in that time. That's what happens when you guess correctly. There you go. <laughs> that is part of it. So that. it's our fault. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm going to blame if, you guys. If you think it's our fault, go to our Facebook, facebook.com backs or forward slash bbillsmny, um, in, on the Twitter, uh, twitter.com or twitter.co.uk, perhaps. Um, <laughs> you can go to MNY Bills um, and find us on Twitter. Paul will interact with you because um, he's good like that. bbillsmny at gmail.com, which we rarely check. You can find us <laughs> anchor.fm forward slash bbillsmny or or just search buffalo bills maybe next year in your favorite podcast or search engine and we ought to come up and you can listen to us and it's going to be a little weird uh going forward uh for a little while until we get some stuff under wraps as i said i'm having a child very soon that will throw a wrench in things april i don't know if you know pretty big month for the nfl um, especially for the the talking head industry, Scott will be on assignment uh, for all of our UK games and UK scouting and rugby talent. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll will... be living my normal life, which is also, you know, yeah. Kind of... Paul's not really doing you anything. You already had your fun. You went to go be in Buffalo for a exactly years. right. That's yeah. True. So we, we, and we weathered that, and so now we feel like we can step it up here with more children and a time difference. Um, and so we're going to make the, the best of it. Um, raise the difficulty rating to all pro. Right. We have, we're finally going to do that and hopefully we won't get frustrated and just give up. give up. Um, which I don't think we will. Uh, I want to say on the podcast that I really, really, really value my friendship with Scott and Scott is one of my true friends and I really enjoy him and I am going to miss him. Um, while he's gone and I will look forward to his return. Um, and one of the things that will keep me sane is doing this podcast because I don't know if I could bear it if you were just leaving and that was the end of it. And I, and I hate to be all emotional, but I didn't want to just say that, um, and have people, I I want everyone to know that. And I, and I'm sure Paul feels the same way I do. So, and anyway, um, we thank you and we thank you for your service and all the things you're going to do in, in the UK and it's great. And we can't wait for you to come back and visit. And if we get the chance, we'll come visit you and um, it's not goodbye. It's just see you later. So mm-hmm. thank you, Scott. And maybe next near nation loves you too. I'm sure. Uh, so until next time from, from different locales and, and different times, my name's Frank. Uh, are we not going to give Paul a chance for an No, Paul says nothing. Oh, no, I was just going to. Uh, Sorry, I thought I was. 
Because I'm not as good with speeches, I'm just going I to... love that this has just been trampled on us. I, 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 <laughs> this well, is totally that's our appropriate, brand. right? It's fine. That's we do this. It's, we, it's our brand, absolutely. Well, we, screwed up, we screwed up the intro so many times, you have to screw up the outro. Yeah, at least, at least once. once. Yeah, the one time we try and do a real... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not good with speeches, so I'm just going to sing uh, the entirety of Sarah McLaughlin's I Will Remember You. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm not gonna do that either. But... I love you forever. I'll yeah. miss you always. Wherever that <laughs> uh, yeah, Scott, you, it's a, you know, you know how uh, what a big part of my life you've been, and and Frank uh, echoed that sentiment as well. Actually, I'm echoing the sentiment of Frank's. Um, we, I can tell you, this household cannot wait to visit you there, uh, and we are gonna miss seeing you in person a lot, and we are looking forward to your return. Uh, but also, this is going to be such an exciting adventure for you, and it's going to be great for your kids to be exposed to this entirely new culture and way of living, and and for for you and your your wife to be able to go on this this really this this true adventure to point life when adventures tend to be few and far between for so many of us. You know, uh, I feel nothing but but happiness for for you guys, and, and wish you the best of luck, and can't wait to talk about the draft with you uh, somehow next month. <laughs> Or free agency, we can do. Right. We could find yeah, a way. To do it. I mean, we'll we'll figure it out. Any anything else that you guys want to tell about how awesome I am? I was gonna I was gonna say, do you want to solicit it? Do you want to say some nice things about yourself before we go? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get any of this shit when I went to Buffalo. <laughs> no, <laughs> I all just I was like, yeah, enjoy Buffalo, dumbass. In serious, no, all I was say is uh, is um, as most uh, well, some of our I'm sure all of our educated listeners know uh, because our only listeners are educated. Uh, an American, uh, but at least for American males, I know it's very hard for American males to make friends after college, and I feel very glad and and I treasure the fact that I was able to make friends after college with Frank and Paul just through literally the happens. I mean, that's the thing. I would say it's happenstance of going to a bar, but it's it's not really because that's how you make friends is you go do things that you're uh, that you like to do that you would do by yourself, and then you go do them. And then that's where you meet other people who like doing those things, and that's how you become friends. And I think that is – we all were Bills fans who were looking for something, a slightly more kind of sedate atmosphere. I didn't probably know it at the time because I wasn't really tracking on the whole McFadden scene, but at least I was comfortable with that atmosphere. And I think that was something that we all acclimated to, and that was probably the reason that we're all friends today. And yeah. I'm very glad that that the timing and the place and the and the – the sign, the stars align for that because it's been a great. Um, just, I'll just say right now, even with like everything going on with the wife and daughter having the flu and moving to Italy, England and selling the house all in the space of like a week and a half, like it's been really great to just do this stupid podcast and uh, talk to you guys and, and zone out for an hour while drinking this enormous twenty ounce uh, <laughs> beer. So, well, to, do the dishes, yeah, yeah, I to you and the dishes and. Uh... <laughs> And, uh, you know, safe travels. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Now, for real, uh, tune in next time. We appreciate it. Until next time, my name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. Good night, everyone.